0: Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to Lance's House of Sports. Don't forget to rate the podcast, share it with a friend, and tune in weekly for weekly podcasts. Welcome back to Lance's House of Sports. And you're here with the host, Lance Wyatt, and my co-host, Ben Gabriel. Ben, we had an entertaining week of basketball. No, did we not? Well, we did. It was entertaining. It was entertaining. Kind of predictable, but entertaining. Uh, I mean when we're talking about the college basketball finish, then that I will agree with you on, but the NBA just picking up more and more. And that's still coming with a big twist. But yes, we're starting with college basketball. And it was the Yukon Huskies that ended up winning the NCAA tournament, beating San Diego State. 76 to 59, doing it in dominant fashion, leading the game the entirety of the game, and they are now national champions for, I want to say, the fifth time in school history, the fourth most of any college program in the nation. Talk about dominance, but before we continue to talk about the game, we got to get into the Final Four a little bit. UConn in their Final Four game against Miami, pretty much a bunch of the same, dominating most of the game. Miami was sticking in it keeping it tight back and forth. But eventually UConn won and they won double figures, 72 to 59. Now on the other side, that was as tight of a ball game as you could see. FAU was winning that game. The entirety of the ball game with San Diego State never went out of it. And they finally took the lead shooting the game winning pull up jump shot with eight tenths of a second remaining and nailing the game winner as time expired to send them to the championship game. So that was probably the most entertaining game of the Final Four. But then it was the championship game. It was just all UConn all the time. And, I mean, that just caps caps the end of a journey of one of the most dominant March Madness runs I have ever seen, as every single game they won was by double figures plus. So now get into the game, Ben. First, First thoughts? I mean, first... Uh, shout-outs first, whatever. I mean, it was all UConn all day long with multiple starters leading the way. What impressed you the most with this UConn Huskies basketball
1: team? They didn't get touched, you know? Like, they, like watching the games that they played in, they it, it just never looked like they were struggling. Like, no one really gave them competition. I don't know. Last week, we both agreed that UConn would win, and they did. I feel like it was fairly predictable that they were the obviously the best team list.
0: i mean sadly i'd agree that it was like fairly predictable i mean san diego state was giving them a run for their money they were giving it their best shot but obviously there were just no match for the more dominated yukon team and you gotta think it was led by their main man adama Sinogo. um him and a few other players on the team were fasting the whole tournament um he said after the game he said he believed he was a better player when he's been fasting do you believe that he said, "Just something about feeling quicker, not having the food in his stomach." I don't know if I, I don't know if I believe that or not. But you know what? Maybe it gave him that extra energy because he was doing it for something for a true reason. But I mean, how about how about Jordan Hawkins as well? I mean, main guard for UConn. He's, He's been dominant guy. all tournament. He's a projected top fifteen pick in the NBA draft this year. I mean, you got to think that UConn might have some pros on this team that people haven't been sleeping on, not really been talking about, because the way they dominated this tournament was just in a fashion, like I said, I've never been seen before. I mean, they dominated Iona by 24 from the gate, and Rick Bettino said it after the game that this team is one of the most dominant teams he's ever seen, and that he wouldn't be surprised if this team ended up going on a championship run, which is exactly what they did. Um, dominated a St. Mary's team. They dominated an Arkansas team who beat Kansas in the second round, who's one of the favorites in the whole tournament, Um, going up against a tough Gonzaga team who was in a nail-biter with UCLA the game before. They wipe them out. They wipe them out clean. It's not even close. The biggest deficit of the whole tournament. They win that game by 28. Um, And that was going into the Final Four. So I was thinking potentially the week going into the Final Four, maybe it slows them down a little bit, ices them up. But no, that was not the case at all. So now I'm starting to think there might be some dominant pros on this roster that we have not been uh, keeping eyes on because that's the only explanation, <laughs> in my opinion, for a dominant showing like this for a whole month of March. It's just been incredibly impressive. Yeah, I mean, Jordan Hawkins is a top 10 pick, right? Uh, I, I mean, projected top 15. Um, uh, in this uh, mock draft I got in front of me right here, uh, they got him going number 10. But then in another uh, mock draft I got in front of me right here, it has him fallen down to 27. So who knows where this guy ends up landing, but I just know he's been a hell of a talent all tournament, and I wouldn't be surprised if he was able to make an impact uh, in the big leagues. Yeah.
1: I bet the over on his assists at one and a half. Yeah. At one and a half, <laughs> finished the game with zero. Oh! <laughs> and the game last night? Uh, I think it was the Final Four game. Okay. Definitely the Final Four game.
0: Okay. I mean, he had he had zero assists last night, too. Yeah. yeah. Zero, so he's a zero. point guard? Uh, I mean, I would say he's like a two or a three guard. I mean, he's probably going to be a two guard in the league, but, I mean, 6'5". Yeah, he has to figure out how to pass the rock. Because <laughs> they also <laughs> have Andre Jackson and uh, Tristan Newton. I feel like Tristan Newton was probably like their main point guard. Um, he had four assists in the championship game, eight assists in the game prior who's also a potential NBA talent. I don't know if you knew this, as I've been looking at mock drafts. I saw he was, uh, I want to say, a late first, second round uh, pick as well. So, yeah. So, I mean, when looking at these mock drafts, I see a few people on the list. I mean, Andre Jackson, he's rejected an early second round pick. Uh, Dama Sanogo, like I said, he's a potential guy that can play in the league. He's a mid to late second round pick. It'll be interesting to see what happens with him, his 6'9", 245 build. A lot of people weren't a big fan of his shot-blocking abilities until he was blocking shots left and right in the last few games. But, like, people don't say he's not a crazy shot-blocker, but I feel like he's a better defender than a lot of people think. He's just such a big body. Yeah. Um, And then his ability to, you know, he's got that three-ball ability, so that's exactly what you need for playing in the NBA. So we'll see about a guy like him, but I think – I think their best chance is a guy like Jordan Hawkins. I mean, yeah, they have him listed as a shooting guard here, 6'5", 190. I would agree with you that he's got to work on his facilitating skills with assists like that, but, I mean, I would say everyone does without a doubt. And as long as he's a a scorer at the right rate and he's able to do it in all three levels, then I feel like he can gradually uh, turn into one of the more dominant players. Well, obviously, we're not talking about, like, the top two, top three guys in the draft, but we're just talking about as a player in general. Like, can he be successful in the league? Yeah. And I think he can. This has his comparison to Anthony Simons, so that's not too bad of a comparison. It's pretty good. I, I'd i agree. I'd agree. So outside of that championship game, man, I mean, what's, what's next for the UConn Huskies? They're the favorites to win back to back next year now. You think that's a little early, a little jumping on the gun for Vegas or should they be the favorites? I feel like they're jumping on the gun a little
1: bit. From what you're telling me, they have three guys going to the draft. Yeah, three, four. <laughs> yeah, they
0: got a they got a few. Yeah, I don't I don't know if I'm buying that. But we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> we will. We will. I mean, maybe they haven't declared yet. Maybe that's it. Maybe they won't go. So, we'll see. But I think if anyone has an opportunity to make it to the league and get drafted, I think you take it.
1: Yeah, I agree. In
0: my opinion, especially after a run like that. I 100%. mean, can't top, can't top the run they just yeah. made. So.
1: You're at your peak draft stock.
0: Yeah, without run. yeah, without Don't a doubt. Win in the without a doubt. After a run like this, I mean, we're going to get some time off between now and obviously next year's March madness, <laughs> but I think it's going to be tough to top off a year like this one with all the upsets we saw. Not one one seed making it into the final four. Only one one seed able to make it into the Elite Eight and even close to that in Houston. I mean, I just, I just want to give a shout out real quick to college basketball and say thank you because that was a tremendous tournament. Even though my bracket was absolutely horrendous again, uh, I think it's worth it. I think it's worth it. And if we get to see a tournament like this every year, then uh, we're in good hands <laughs> with college basketball and with this tournament. Yeah. Um, but outside of that, shout out UConn. Well-deserved. That team was insane. Uh, they had length all around and dominant at every level. Give them credit. Now they're champions. But uh, <laughs> but uh, after that, I think that's time to move us over to the big leagues as we are less than a week away from the NBA play-in and a week and a half away from the NBA playoffs. That being said, I mean before we get into the details, Benji, go. What 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 are you most excited about? Cuz there's there's got to be something. There's got to be something.
1: There there are a lot of things. I just I want to I just want to see the playoffs. The rest of the regular season is it's whatever. whatever. It's whatever. I agree. You know the Cavs are locked in, probably playing the Knicks, tough series, probably the most entertaining series of the first round. Unless, you think so? I
0: mean, unless Unless Stephen A's right. Warriors play the Suns. And that's where we're just about to get into. We got to pull up these schedules. We got to see who we think is going to win these final games because this season's way too close for comfort for a lot of teams in the Western Conference as they're still as jumboed up as they've been all year long with the five and the six seed Clippers and Warriors are each 11 and a half games back of the one seed with The seven and eight seed Lakers and Pelicans, 12 and a half games back, a half game back of those two seeds above them. And then Minnesota, 13 and a half, Oklahoma city, 14 and a half and Dallas, 15 and a half. Still a game behind for the plan. So before we do look at some of these teams records, I mean, you think Mavericks should shut down Luka and Kyrie? I mean, they, they still have a chance to make this all work and to make this happen. But with three games left remaining I mean, obviously you got to win out and you got to hope for some chaos with the OKC Thunder who play at Golden State at Utah and home against Memphis games. They can all potentially lose. Um, So I don't see why they should shut those guys down and, Potentially risk injury, I guess, for them when they still have a chance to have a postseason push, a play in push at least. Yeah, with those. I mean, I what do you th- I, mean, I don't think
1: they should shut them down. I mean, their two next games are the Bulls and the Kings. Two winnable games. Obviously, the Kings are a great team, but they got them at home. Uh, I don't know. Those guys
0: got to play. They have to play. There's still have a chance, man. Both are listed as a game time decision for their game tomorrow at home against the Kings. Um, the Kings are clinched. They're stuck in their spot. So they're not playing for anything anymore. So it's a great opportunity for the Mavericks to jump on it and try and get a win. And then they got the Bulls, which I think is very winnable. I mean, the wool, the Bulls are playing for a potentially a better spot as well. Trying to bump up into that eight seed as they don't want to play that nine uh, ten playing game, um, so that can be a little interesting. And then that game against the Spurs, you got no excuses. You got to win that game. So these next two games are obviously the deciding factor for the Mavs. And if they lose one of them, I think their season's over.
1: Yeah, they got to go three and out.
0: They got to go three and out without a doubt. I mean, zero and two in the month of April so far. They've lost five of their last six games seven of their last eight. (laughs) I mean, this is just a team that has not won basketball games at all, so to speak, like not knowing how to win. That is the definition of it, which is the most bizarre thing in the world to me because before all these trades are made, Luka can win any game on any given night and they were winners more often than not. And now ever since this Kyrie trade, I understand they lost all of their depth and more, but they still have... You know, you know, Christian Wood is a dog. He's a, thank you, <laughs> thank you, thank you. He's he's a dog. And when you have a guy like that to go with, you know, Tim Hardaway Jr. Um, and obviously Kyrie and Luka Doncic. Like, you have guys that can score the basketball. It's their defense, obviously. It's their yeah, defense. They give up 130 points a game. They give up way too many. And it's just... I don't know, I don't I don't know where to go from here if I'm the Mavericks, honestly, because where do you get your money from? Because you're gonna I mean, we'll see what they do with Kyrie this off season, if nothing if they don't make the play and if they don't make the playoffs, because he's a free agent, unrestricted free agent this offseason. The part of the gamble of trading for him and it might just all fall in the fall in a hellfire, as that's what it's been ever since they've gotten Kyrie Irving. Um, something a lot of people expected. Um, But at the same time, it's something you can't really blame Kyrie for, as he's been adequate for Kyrie, I'd say. He's been playing Kyrie basketball. He hasn't been perfect, but he's been playing Kyrie basketball, which is exactly what you want from him. So we'll see about the Mavericks. They're going to need a little bit of help. But outside of that, if you're a Mavericks fan, all you can do is hope. Rest of the play-in, let's talk about the Lakers. They've been dominant. Uh, ever since lebron's been back even beforehand ad's been playing at an exceptional level another level just tossing it back into another gear (laughs) pause (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) you know and then i just give credit again for making all those trades at the trade deadline this team is just so much better than it was a few months ago and it's starting to show and it's been a huge help for lebron james and ad and company and now they got a chance to make some noise in the playoffs. They're sitting in the seventh seed, a half game back of the sixth seed, and getting out of that plan exactly what they were talking about a few months ago. The rest of the schedule they got remaining, I mean, they got some tough matchups and some games that have some implications on it. I mean, they play on the road against the Jazz tonight on April 4th. Um, that one, without a doubt, um, plays a big factor as the Jazz technically still have a chance only a game and a half back of the plan so they're really fighting for something the Jazz are really going to want that game tonight so obviously the Lakers got to come out and they got to play some dominant ball because later in the week actually the next night Wednesday night on a back-to-back they got a LA Clippers team I was about to say on the road but not on your court so to speak <laughs> not on your still court. get to drive to the game still get to drive to uh crypto.com center or whatever <laughs> while the clippers last game was just uh this past saturday so they've had a few days off um and then around out the lakers schedule they're uh, home against the suns and then they're home against the jazz once again at the end of the season so depending on how the jazz do these next couple games here that last game may be a bit easier But outside of that, I mean, you got a tough game on the road against the Jazz. You got a tough game on the road against the Clippers, and then you got a home game against the Suns. All of these teams playing for seeding, playing for certain spots. As I'd say, most likely the Suns have clinched in that four spot, two and a half games ahead of the Clippers. Um, I would say it's safe to say they're they're safe. Yeah, um, they probably just need to win one game. But the Clippers, on the other hand, I mean, they're tied with the Warriors um, at five and six, half game up on the Lakers. Um, that one game is going to change everything on where those teams are. Do you think the Lakers can win some of these games and move up into this five or six spot, or do you think uh, the plans where they're meant to be?
1: I mean, I think, they, I think they can win games to move up. They have the talent on the team to do it, with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. It's the best duo in the NBA. I they've mean, been, you said it already. They've been dominant in the past couple couple weeks since LeBron's been back, and I don't see that slowing down with
0: playoffs around the corner. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I I agree with that completely. I think, I mean, the back to back is going to be tough for them. Um, yeah, like, without a doubt. Um, that's why I think it's possible the Clippers um, can end up stealing a game from them because oh, here's where it gets interesting. Paul George is out until Friday, so um, Paul George's list Clippers um, against. A potentially healthy Lakers, I mean, it's a back-to-back, so we don't know if they're going to play all their guys. But, I mean, if I'm a Lakers fan, I want to see them playing these games because if you want to play in the big moments in April, you got to play in these games right now. And if you truly care about it, you will play in this back-to-back. You're going to understand the situation that you're in, and you're going to see these other guys that are out for these other teams, and you have an opportunity to take advantage of it. I think if the Lakers play their cards right, they do it, and I think they get some wins. Yeah. Um, uh, I think that Suns game may be interesting, as this Friday, we hopefully hopefully, no one sits out and we get our first LeBron versus KD matchup, I want to say for the first time since the finals in 2019, 2018? 2018. For, since the finals in 2018. The, those two guys haven't matched up since the finals in 2018. I think that's the most bizarre stat I could read on the whole pod. <laughs> ever? Maybe not ever, <laughs> but I mean, two of the best players in the league haven't gone up against each other yeah, in four years.
1: Four years, and he hasn't yeah. played. Katie hasn't played against the Warriors since he left. I don't. Think. Has he not? I don't think he has.
0: Like that's also bizarre. It's
1: because he like, only plays half of a season.
0: Yeah, if that. <laughs> That's what's also crazy to me. You know, everyone always talks about guys like Zion Williamson, Anthony Davis, um, guys like that always being injury-prone, and that's why they're not known as this exceptional talent anymore. Um, AD especially, I want to say, because people seem to forget on how dominant that guy is when KD just seems to be out just as much as those guys, if not more, and yet no one ever says he's an injury-prone type player. He's just that... Do whatever he I wants. guess, can he do whatever he wants? I mean, rolling his ankle and spraining it in warm-ups. I don't say you can do whatever you want there. That seems kind of like you got a I mean, whatever. pretty worn-out body, if you ask me. I think that's something that's going to play a factor come playoff time. I mean, I hope Kevin Durant doesn't uh, get injured in the playoffs. I hope Anthony Davis doesn't get injured, but that's the name of the game. And especially with these guys, and over the last few years, the name of the game has been that they have not been able to stay healthy. Damn, getting and old,
1: out of their prime. It's
0: going to be a huge. It's going to be a huge factor come playoff time. It really is, because I wouldn't be surprised if you know he's been dealing with injuries all year long, not consistently being able to stay healthy. I wouldn't be surprised if come the second round in a very tough matchup against the Warriors or the Lakers or whatever it be, KD injures his Achilles or something <laughs> in his leg again because he hasn't been able to stay healthy. But like I said, I know I'm saying that, but I really, really hope that does not happen. Um, just hoping history doesn't continue to repeat itself. With that being said, talking, looking at the Lakers schedule now, I mean, there are three remaining games. Thunder, Kings, Trailblazers. I think Thunder's at home, so I got that as a dub. Kings are on the road. I know Kings aren't playing for anything, but I think I got that as an L. Yeah. And then the Trailblazers on the road, that's a W all day long. They're going to be 20-point yeah. favorites. So I'm expecting them to go 2-1 in these last three games. That would mean that the Lakers would have to win out to uh, jump the Warriors for playoff spots. Um, And then same goes for the Clippers, too, because, I mean, outside the Lakers game, they play the Trailblazers at home, which is a W, and then they play the Suns on the road last game of the season this Sunday on April 9th. I would expect a lot of guys to be out for the Suns on that game if they're not yeah. playing for anything. So I would say that's a W for the Clippers. So I think it comes down to this Clippers-Lakers game on Wednesday. It's going to be huge. Yeah. And the Lakers got to win this game. Um, let me uh, double-check the season series right now to see who's winning it currently. I feel like I can almost guarantee it's the Clippers. Oh. Am <laughs> I wrong? 3-0. Yeah, it's three zero Clippers. Yeah, honestly, makes sense because I'm starting to remember LeBron has yeah, yeah. Lebron, LeBron has <laughs> yet to beat the Clippers since being in a so
1: since Ty Lue has been the coach of the Clippers, can't beat Ty Lue really. Yeah, <laughs> wow.
0: <laughs> so I mean, does this game even matter then? Because let's say they win, Lakers win out, um, Clippers win out. Even after they lose this game, go two and one the next three. They finish with the same record. Clippers still got it on them. Yeah. So it's looking like the Lakers are still going to be in the plan.
1: Yeah. Unless the so me- Clippers lose a couple more games.
0: Unless they find a way to lose another one of those games. Yes. Um, but I'm not going to expect that. So looking at it right here, I'm going to expect the Lakers plan, And that means you're going up against the New Orleans Pelicans or... Most likely the Minnesota Timberwolves. But I'd say I said that kind of wrong. It's most likely the New Orleans Pelicans or the Minnesota Timberwolves. But that means I'm expecting a Lakers Pelicans playing matchup. I mean, they're lucky Zion's not playing, man. Yeah. They are extremely lucky Zion's not playing. Because if he wasn't playing, they're probably the scariest team down at the bottom there. Yeah. I'm being honest. By far. uh, Obviously, all the respect... To, uh, you know, LeBron and AD, but I just don't think they have a roster like this Pelicans seem to. Looking at this injury report right now, Zion Williamson is expected to be out until at least April 7th. That's three days. (laughs) Now, whether he does come back or not, I do not know. But if this man is back for a playoff game or a playing game against the Lakers?
1: I'm a nervous L.A.
0: fan. Yeah, I'm a nervous L.A. fan. I'm a nervous (laughs) fan. Because if you don't end up winning that game and you got a matchup and you're telling me, like, the Mavericks sneak into that playing spot or something, oh, my gosh. I'm probably still see. taking the Lakers in that game, but. Just because the Mavericks aren't playing good bullets, ball, but, yeah. Sweating bullets. I don't care if I'm playing the Timberwolves or the Thunder. I'm sweating bullets because it's one game, win or go home. And that's Unless you're
1: the seventh seed, right?
0: Well, oh, so, yeah, I'm saying, like, let's say they lose at that 7-8 game. And then you got a matchup against the nine ten team, whoever won. It's a winner go home. It's a winner go home.
1: So they have they're probably gonna be the seventh seed.
0: Yeah, I'd say so.
1: So they they should be fine. Either they, they'll probably end up being the they seventh. They gotta win eight. one of the two, right? Yeah, yeah. Without a doubt.
0: Yeah, without a doubt. So now we can kind of jump back into like potential playoff matchups. It's looking like Suns Clippers right now. I feel like that's the exact matchup. That the Suns want, in my opinion. I mean, obviously you don't want any of these matchups, but it's pick your poison a Clippers, Warriors, Lakers, those out of those three teams, I'd say. I think the Clippers is the one team I'd want to play. What do you what do you think?
1: Yeah, I'd say the Clippers. I mean, God, but they have so much talent with Paul George, Kawhi, Terrence Mann, Bones Highland, Russell mm-hmm. Westbrook. It's just
0: Marcus Morris, can't forget my boy.
1: <laughs> Marcus Morris,
0: <laughs> Norman yeah. Powell, Sam. Norman Powell, bucket. I They're mean, deep. Yeah,
1: that's just a, that's. I think that's, that's a serious. tough matchup because Ka- no one like I don't forget what Kawhi did uh, in the playoffs with his terrible Raptors roster that he had. That terrible? Not terrible, but I've seen a lot better teams win the finals. Yeah. He, carried, he was just on a mission. That he carried playoff, that. So he was on a mission.
0: Yeah. Is he the same guy he was back in? Tw- no. Yeah, twenty eighteen was it? No, he's not. I don't believe he is. No, and,
1: uh, Paul George haven't
0: combined for forty points this season. Have not. Oh, uh. well, that's well, you know. <laughs> I mean, I didn't think they were what they used to. I mean, they're still great players, but can't even get twenty five and fifteen out of them. They're not one. Of, they're not <laughs> even one of the. They're not one of the best duos in the league. They're not. We've had this debate. No, you're right. We have. I think. I think the top three is easy. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I feel like at the same time I might be forgetting someone, but you know, it's LeBron AD, it's Tatum Brown and KD Devin Booker. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Luca Kyrie, but they don't even know how to win a basketball it's not even game. Working, yeah, I don't even know. How, I still, I still think it's personally my boys Tatum and Brown. Is I mean, Donovan and Darius better than Kawhi and PG?
1: Um. I mean, they've combined for 40.
0: <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know. That's a, that's definitely a debated one without a doubt. I just don't know where I see like Garland in like the NBA rankings, you know, like player rankings. Where do you see him in point guard rankings? Um, Number five. See, I don't I don't know because there's a lot of tremendous point guards like because you can just. Just to name like five easy, I feel like you know it's like Steph, Dame, Steph, Dame, Luca, Kyrie, Kyrie. Who do you? I guess that's where it happens. Who do you like that's more, Trey Young? Or oh, I Darius didn't even Garland. say Trey Young. I, just, I think I, like I mean Darius. I personally like Darius Garland more, but I think but Trey Young's been slumping this season. Yeah, I think when Trey Young's playing his best ball, he's be, he's better. He's he's more scary because yeah. he
1: can just he can shoot from anywhere.
0: Yeah, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Interesting. Yeah, but that's tough. Yeah, you know, I'm thinking about this like top point guards in the league list, and now it's kind of interesting. I didn't say John Morant either. That's what I was forgetting. Oh, yeah. That's
1: who I was forgetting. He's better than both of them.
0: Yeah, John Morant. Shy. Shea Gogus Alexander. Shea is, is better than Jalen Brunson. I don't care. <laughs> um, Jalen Brunson has been playing lights out this season. De'Aaron Fox. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so there's there's a bunch of point guards. There's a boatload of point guards in this league that are all superstars. Yeah, and then you know all the teams
1: that have good point guards are pretty decent, except for the Hawks.
0: Um, The Mavs.
1: Mavs got two of the best. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, I guess you could say some of the best teams in the league don't even have a star point guard. Yeah,
1: I mean Drew Holiday's
0: great. Yeah, he's a good player. He's He's great. He's an all star. Yeah, he's great. Um, I I mean, yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, Philly's got James Harden, Tyrese Maxey. It's a great guard play. Yeah. Darius Garland, Jalen Brunson, Spencer Dinwiddie. Um, And then on the West, you know, it's Jamal Murray, John Morant, De'Aaron Fox, Devin Booker, Russell Westbrook, D'Angelo Russell, Steph, obviously. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I feel feel like the main difference in the playoffs are always, like, the forwards, though. It's always the forwards. Um, those are the guys that go and win you ball games. Obviously. I agree. I mean, when it comes down to hitting a game-winning shot or something like that, that's fine. Give it to Kyrie, Steph. Yeah, Steph. Yeah, give it to. Steph, yeah. <laughs> it to Steph wins your games. Steph's
1: the best point guard in the league. Yeah, <laughs> without a doubt. That's yeah. not even a debate. No, it's not.
0: Steph Curry. Yeah. Scariest <laughs> human on the planet. Yeah, I agree. Scariest <laughs> human on the on the planet. Steph Curry, Giannis Antetokounmpo, DK Metcalf. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, nah, I'm just kidding Aaron Donald's scarier than him
1: You've yeah. seen that
0: podcast, right? Mm. That clip no, I don't so It's so. old Because, you know, Aaron Donald and DK were both on the podcast at the same time and they're like, DK, how much can how much can you bench? You can bench more than Aaron Donald, right? You can bench more than him. And he's like, eh, I don't know, maybe, maybe. <laughs> People don't realize how big Aaron. is. And Aaron Donald's is. like, what? How much can you bench? How much can you bench? He's like, three fifty, and he's like, ah, like, oh, that's nothing. And he's like, well, what are you talking about? What can you bench? And he's like, he said like five, six hundred, <laughs> something like that. He's like, yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> like, you think I'll bench this guy? Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then, like, you don't even want to hear what he was squatting. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid numbers. Stupid numbers. <laughs> yeah. So if the Suns get the matchup against the Clippers, I I mean, I like the Suns against anybody, honestly. But that means it's a Kings versus Warriors first-round matchup. Are you taking the Warriors in that? Or it's just tough I, because I know they just got
1: Andrew Wiggins back.
0: Just got him back.
1: Just but I don't – They haven't had him. Like, that's going to – Obviously, they've played, but – I feel like they're going to have to take time to get back into the rhythm with him in the lineup. I agree. That's a 7 game series, I think. Kings yeah. Warriors?
0: Wow. Wow. It That's
1: is. Interesting. Um no, I, I I mean I don't disagree with you. I just obviously I think the Warriors have, you know, the history, Steph Curry.
0: <laughs> I'm not even Clay saying Thompson. like I'm not even saying like guaranteed like I think the Warriors win that series cuz I think the Kings are going to give whoever they play a run for their money. Kings they're are not. So they're bad. not gonna. I, kn- I know all they were looking forward to is making the playoffs because they were in the longest playoff drought in league a Great
1: ball. They're in a great position right now to go make something happen in the West. And they're
0: confident right now. You know they finally got to
1: say it, but the West is. It's not like the West is top
0: heavy. I think anybody, well, wide open. anybody can be anybody wide open. in the West. I, yeah. I agree.
1: You as know, well. the one seed could lose to the eight seed first round. I agree I 100%. Be
0: I agree 100% it's because they got teams like the Lakers and the Warriors sitting at the bottom. You got teams like the Mavericks that even though they may not make the playoffs, they're a scary team because of the names they got on, on their roster. Yeah. It's not like the East. I, I think the East is a completely different factor of play. You don't
1: want to play one through four. You don't want to play. You one don't through wanna,
0: three, especially, no. but... It's very top-heavy. Yeah. The best teams know who the best teams are. Yeah. While in the Western Conference, everyone thinks they're the best team because no one's played insanely consistent outside of, I would say, the Denver Nuggets and Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah. And I would still only say the Denver Nuggets because the Memphis Grizzlies hit a stretch there yeah. to where they were struggling after they lost Stephen Adams. But, you know, he is expected back April 15th. That's the start of the playoff date. That's when he's expected back. So I'm expecting a healthy Steven Adams and a healthy Memphis Grizzlies team going into the playoffs without um obviously Brandon Clark who tore his Achilles um not too long ago. So with that being the sole loss of the Grizzlies, I would say they're lucky, honestly, yeah. because they've been dealing with problems all year long.
1: We so gotta we gotta tell them why Andrew Wiggins was gone. So it's the real reason.
0: So I won't get too far into detail, but just figured you know we got to speak some truth on this podcast. I know we uh, discussed Andrew Wiggins in the past. I want to say a few weeks ago, um, because of the reason as to why he was taking a long term leave of absence. Um, so the rumor um, was obviously something dealing with his wife, right? His wife and with best his friend. W- with his wife and with his best friend. <laughs> I guess that is not true. We don't know. It could. It could also. But that is not the reason why he was missing basketball long-term. So the main reason was because um, his father just happens to be, I don't know if he's terminally ill or just severely ill. But yes, it's a more serious matter. Yeah, that one's on us. Obviously, <laughs> obviously, no matter what, it's a serious matter. But this just seems to be like a more understanding, more... What was the word you just said? Honest? I said, that that, said? Yeah,
1: that's. I said this one's on us.
0: Oh, on us. Why is it on us?
1: Because he said he was out because we didn't say that (laughs) everyone on
0: social media said that that's what everyone was saying it was everywhere i mean if this is the only place where you heard that then you're not on social media (laughs) so yeah i mean what i I figured it was fake when i was talking about it i said i figured it was fake i mean i'm pretty sure the first source it came out on was tiktok so so, i mean that's all that's all you got to say but just no one knew why he was out for so long that you know, rumors are going to come flying eventually. You They're both say, great reasons to miss basketball. Yeah, so. they are. They are. Just one's... I don't know if one's better than the other, honestly. I think one's more probable. One's more probable,
1: I guess. I feel like more guys sit out for sick family members than because
0: their wife's fucking their best friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's, <laughs> say, let's say you had a four-year-old kid and you were playing in the league and you found <laughs> out the kid wasn't yours. Do you have to take a leave an absence, leave of absence, or be like, actually, I don't need to leave at all, because I don't need to worry about this motherfucker anymore. Seriously. Drop, <laughs> drop the papers
1: off at the door at yeah. the gym. Like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I don't know, because then you have a personal relationship with that kid. Yeah, I guess. I think it'd be more difficult than we think. It'd definitely be more difficult, <laughs> yeah. but... We're glad it's not that. Let's say that. We're glad it's not that for Andrew Wiggins' sake. I mean, for the Warriors' sake, I kind of wish it was. Uh, (laughs) Wouldn't mind seeing Andrew Wiggins miss the whole playoffs if we saw them in the finals again. But that's nor here nor there. Um, (laughs) Because he's back. Um, Andrew Wiggins is back. He's healthy. He's been working out, he said, and he's ready to make a playoff push with the Warriors. So whoever they match up against, it's going to be a dogfight. Um, back to the Lakers, if we're expecting them to get that seventh seed, expect them to win that playing matchup, they got to match up with the Grizzlies, who Grizzlies ask for all types of smoke from everybody. <laughs> they love talking their shit. If a matchup like that were to happen, I mean, you taking the home court team or are you taking the GOAT?
1: I'm going to take the Grizzlies. Okay. Simply because wow. I think that Jaron Jackson is one of the best matchups for Anthony Davis in the league. Okay, could you agree with that?
0: I'd agree that he's definitely one of the better matchups. Obviously, nobody can guard him because he's a defensive force. Yeah, but without you a know, doubt, he's
1: but he's defense. He's all pro. So,
0: I think, I think I would take the Lakers in that matchup, though. Really? I just, I it seems like they're playing a different type of basketball than I've ever seen them play lately. Yeah, I mean, I just, the last few years, I can't see him guarding John Morant. I don't know. I know it'd be. I know it would be. It would be. be an incredibly tough matchup. But you know, I think having a guy like D'Angelo Russell is just a big time X factor. If LeBron stays healthy, I mean, no I'd one's stopping see, it. I'd
1: love to see D'Angelo Russell get a ring. No one's st- so. okay. Whoa,
0: <laughs> <That's a different laughs> I didn't say that. Obviously, <laughs> you're not saying that. that is either. not what I said. I mean, that'd be something interesting to see. You never know. That's something we could see down the road. Maybe well, they do make it this year. Lakers future bet. No I, th- I think a future bet is a good bet If you're going to cash out after a first round win Or second round Maybe, it depends on the matchup Because if you run into The Grizzlies first round, knock them off Kings are able to knock off the Warriors Or whoever they play in the first round And get the Kings in the second round I like the Lakers too in that Yeah, If they're hot, playing well So King. I don't think a futures bet is bad I just think a future bet needs to be made If you're planning on cashing out if you're planning on riding something, I wouldn't take a Lakers futures bet at all. Because they're not winning a chip. Seize? Right <laughs> I'm not. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I know
1: you already got a Seize future in. How much? 50? 100?
0: I put in uh, the most my bookie would let me put in. <laughs> yeah. That's, when good. Le- That's good. That's good. Wouldn't let me put in more than 100. Okay. But I feel like it's safe. is it 100 to win like 1,500? 100 to win 290. A ripoff. Well, you know how big of favorites we are. It's what we are. Are you the f- like? Are you? We're the- less than plus three hundred. What are the bucks? Like plus two fifty. Okay. What? What are you talking about? Plus fifteen hundred. <laughs> <laughs> You're crazy. <laughs> last year, when I had a futures bet, they were at like plus seven hundred, plus nine hundred when I got it. But we weren't nearly the type of favorites last year as we are this year. I mean, now we're big favorites because we've seen that we can get there. Yeah. That we can compete and potentially win it. That's why we're such big favorites. Yeah,
1: it's because they saw you beat the Bucks in a series. That's what it was. Yeah, probably. I'll be honest in a seven-game series well, in, beat KD, in Milwaukee.
0: Beat KD Kyrie in four, beat Giannis in seven, beat the Heat in seven on the road. And then, I mean, we were up 2-1 on the Warriors. Had it. <laughs> Could taste it. <laughs> had the, the gold in my chicken. mouth already. <laughs> barbecue chicken, man. had the gold in my mouth. Bling was hanging there. Oh gosh, I really. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> you got you got me. Uh, you got you got me having saliva dripping from my mouth right now just thinking about it. <laughs> when we should be talking about unfinished you know, business, Lakers, Grizzlies. Yeah, unfinished business. I'm gonna be getting one of those shirts. <laughs> Without a doubt, I will be. Shirt sure was clean. <laughs> um, how about a one-eight matchup with the Nuggets? You think uh, anyone can upset the Nuggets in the first round, or you think the Nuggets got some slim pickings?
1: I don't think like the team like the Thunder can. If it's the Lakers, I think they could upset the Nuggets first round. Okay. But I don't think a team like the Thunder or the Pelicans is going to upset the Thunder.
0: Timberwolves? No. Timberwolves haven't been playing bad ball recently.
1: Nah, Timberwolves are getting scraped by Denver. Yeah? Five games. Yeah? Yeah. Scraped. <laughs>
0: All right. I mean, yeah, they're on a few game losing streak right now, but I mean, prior to that, they beat the Kings in Sacramento, beat the Warriors in Golden State, um, beat the Knicks in New York. Um, like there was some pretty good wins. Yeah. Um, in my opinion. So I know they can steal a game or two in a playoff series, but I'd probably agree. Five, six max. Yeah. Five, six max. Um. But now, where the Nuggets potentially get stumped is if they run into a healthy Suns team in the second round. Yeah, because I'm taking that Suns team all day
1: long. Yeah, I mean, if the Suns are healthy and they're playing good, I'm taking the Suns to win the
0: West. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I I agree with you there. I just think the addition to KD is going to be too much. That's KD and they just Devin have Booker way too much firepower. A team that knows how to win with KD now, it's just I mean, they got the big man, um, they got the point guard and Chris Paul, the veteran point. And then they have a guy that knows how to lead a team already in Devin Booker and knows how to fight off double teams. He's going to be playing in open space all game long, every game from here on out now, because all the pressure is going to be moved over to Kevin Durant. I mean, unless <laughs> unless, unless like you unless, said unless, unless gets what gets was his talking Achilles about injury. happens, which is very possible, <laughs> which is very possible. And I think that's the only thing that is in the Sun's way of making it to a championship, in my opinion. Um, the only matchup that I think would be insane and potentially give them a run for their money is if they played the warriors in my opinion. And I still think they wouldn't be able to get it done. Um, especially with the way the warriors have been playing on the road this season, just so inconsistent. One of the poorest teams on the road all season long. I just feel like when push comes to shove, they're going to fold just like they have all season on the road, especially against Kevin Durant. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be very interesting. It is right Around the corner, but that that West that plan is going to be huge. I mean, the Eastern Conference plan. The end of the day, it's whatever. I think the Heat end up beating whoever they play in the first matchup. If not, yippee, <laughs> and we don't get to play them in the first round, I'll be very thankful. um But outside of that, I mean, it's just you yes, know, Hawks, Raptors, Bulls, wh- whoever wants to play the Bucks to lose in four. I mean, <laughs> pick your poison. Um, I don't think any of them are even testing the Bucks in the playoffs. They went out last year tough in seven games. They're going. They're going to be on a mission this year. Yeah. Um. I don't the think Bucks, they play around.
1: The Bucks have their role players, and by the fourth quarter, yeah. yeah. one of those teams.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I agree. And with the rest of the season winding down for the Bucks, I mean they're basically locked. They got four games left in the year, so I wouldn't count it out completely yet. But you know, they play the Wizards on the road tonight. I'm, I mean that basically will lock it in if they win that. And then they got the Bulls, Grizzlies at home, and then finished it off against the Raptors. I think they're going to go 4-0 to finish this season. Yeah. Unless they sit any guys out and eventually locks, which is what I think will happen. Because, you know, Boston, we got four games left as well as we're two games back currently. Um, We play Philadelphia on the road tonight without Robert Williams. I got us anyways. Um, (laughs) I just, you know, whenever we're underdogs, I feel like we always end up getting the job done. So I think we end up beating Philly. Guaranteeing they get the three seed, and then we finish it off back to back against the Raptors and the Hawks at home. Um, All home games. Got to win two of those three games, I feel like. Um, Yeah, it'll be fine. But it doesn't matter. I feel like they're locked in at the two seed, anyways. I hope they sit not guys out the whole time because they're going to have about like a five day break or a week or so in between the last regular season game and the playoffs. So you don't want guys being too rusty. But at the same time, you, know, it's you want nothing. them well-rested. You want them well-rested. So yeah. I don't see anything wrong with playing them, but just playing them like two quarters, you know? Yeah. Very minimal. I agree. That's kind of what I'd prefer. I mean, the Cavs, they got three games left in the season, two and a half games back of Philly. So unless they win out and Philadelphia loses out against, because, you know, they got Boston, like I said, and then Miami, Atlanta, Brooklyn. Oh, I mean, they probably... Now- They'd probably have to lose what three or four? Yeah, they'd have to lose three or four. Um, while the Cavs went out at Magic, at Magic Hornets, so they got some cakewalks, yeah. Um, so I mean, it's possible, it is, but I feel like how it is right now and how it's been the last few weeks is going to be how the playoff matchups look, yeah. And so, with that being the case, um, you know, we talked about on the podcast last week about how. Um Julius Randle injured his ankle very unexpectedly um during a game. He's expected out until April 13th. That's right before the playoffs start. So he is expected back um by the series if um for when they most likely end up playing Cleveland. Um we heard Stephen A and his boys talking about it on the, on first take earlier. Let's expect all everyone's going to be healthy. And to an extent for Julius Randle just as healthy as he can be, he might be a little rusty. He might struggle in game one, but as healthy as can be, going into this series with both teams, you know, we talked about it a little bit. Are you riding with the Cavs? Can the Knicks give him a run for their money if they're not at home court or what? I mean,
1: I mean, I think the Knicks can give him a run for their money, but I am taking the Cavs in seven just because they have that extra game at home. I think it's gonna. But you are saying
0: seven games,
1: yeah. You think it's going to be a very tight series? I do. I think both teams are super evenly matched. Okay. The Knicks have been playing great ball towards yeah. the end of the season. No,
0: without a doubt. But, Without a doubt. I'm just surprised that you think that it's going to go seven games.
1: Why are you surprised?
0: By that? Um, Because I just feel like you really like this Cavs roster. I do like the Cavs and, roster. You know, this, this is a huge
1: playoff. But I them. like the Knicks roster, too. Yeah. I mean,
0: R.J. Barrett.
1: Jalen Brunson, Julius Randle, uh Mitchell Robinson and Hartenstein, whoever they want to start at center. And uh, you know, who who else they play?
0: Emmanuel Quickly. Josh Hart.
1: Yeah, Josh Hart.
0: Quentin Grimes. Yeah, I mean, they're deep, man. I mean, that's they got some guys. I wouldn't say they're extremely deep, but you know, for they're playoff deep. Yeah. I mean, you know, they, got, Quigley, they got they got eight guys. Emmanuel Quickly just start a point guard at most other
1: On most other teams. I wouldn't say most other teams. He could be in the starting lineup, either at the one or the two. He's
0: a starting caliber player. Yeah. I'll say that. Yeah. He's a starting caliber player. So to have that coming off the benches, that's huge. Yeah. No, I'd agree. I do think that home court plays all the difference. I think the Cavs can end up winning this in six, just because I think they can win on the road. It's going to be hard to win in the garden in the playoffs. Um, But I just feel like this Knicks team – I don't think they're there yet. Like they keep making nice runs. But if they had home court advantage against this team, I feel like that just sways everything tremendously. Yeah. But now that Cavs have home court, all they gotta do is just win their home games and then steal one game which on they've the road. Been great at which they've been exceptional at. And yeah. you know, we've seen it firsthand how dominant that atmosphere is in Cleveland. It's yeah. no joke. You'd be surprised. <laughs> It's no joke. (laughs) They're loud. (laughs) Um, So, I mean, if they are able to take a game one, a game two, a game five, and then all you got to do is steal game six on the road, or one of three or four, you know, you can win this series in five, six games, which is I think is very possible. Because, I mean, Donovan Mitchell, he's been lights out all season long, and he's kind of hitting his top stride right now as he's had – Last three games, forty points, forty two points, forty-four points. This guy's been balling. Yeah. This guy's been balling. That's crazy. I the, know that. At the perfect time. Yeah. yeah. So I like the Cavs in that series. Kinda no matter what now. I don't like that Julius Randall injury. Even when he comes back when he plays, I don't think he's gonna be a hundred percent. he's got so much weight under him. He play, he uses his size all day long when he when he plays the game. So yeah. I feel like he's not gonna be playing his best ball. I think the Cavs take advantage of it with their big man matchups, and I think the Cavs end up winning that series. And you know that that means that writes them into a script with the second round matchup against the Bucks. And I think that's where their script ends. I mean, you never know. I think the Cavs can steal a couple games against the Bucks. Yeah, but it's Giannis.
1: It's a six game. I don't
0: think they have one guy on their roster that is even close to being able to defend Giannis, Um, even slow him down. I don't think they have one guy because. Their main defense is rim protection with their two bigs and he's banging on them. He's banging on both of them. Like so you gotta have guys that can like truly guard him like on a perimeter feel and just make him uncomfortable for when he goes to the hole yeah. and when he puts it up and stuff like that. That's I why mean,
1: you know they're putting Mobley on him. I just he's too small. Yeah.
0: He's too fragile.
1: And it's Looks like not, a little girl out he's there. He's not used to, to guarding
0: young. a 6'10 guy that can handle the rock and hit you with a main cross, cross, cross. That's it. And it'll go right by your ass, you know? Like, <laughs> then,
1: yeah, take off from the
0: free throw line. Yeah, and take yeah. off from 13, 14 feet out and bang on you. So, <laughs> and with the way Drew Holiday's been playing, I mean, um, when Scott we got off done. the podcast last week, um, did we talk about Drew Holiday's performance or no? Was that after the podcast? I think it was after. So I mean, Drew Holiday had a career high of fifty points, um, and in that same game, Giannis had 37, 17 and twelve. Yeah, like it was just an unbelievable performance. And maybe they used all that energy in that one game, or and they have Chris maybe Middleton. Maybe not. I don't know, but. Um, before I get to Chris Middleton I don't know if they used all that energy in that game but they ended up getting waxed the next day in my Boys. Yeah. waxed and I mean waxed because we I mean we're playing our best ball at the best time as well coming down the home stretch I mean you could argue that we were playing our best basketball in the middle of November but when I think of you know us playing our best ball it's Tatum playing his best ball and he's been lights out um, these last few games, um, 39 and 40 apiece um, these last two matchups. He had 28 the game before, um, and he's shot over 50 percent, I want to say, in all of his games in the last six games plus. So he's been, you know, finally taking that step up again to playing comfortable basketball, consistent basketball, um, something that gives me a huge relief. So if a Celtics Heat matchup happens in the first round, which is what is expected, how many games are the Heat stealing in that series? Um, I'd say six, five. You think it goes five? Five. I think it probably goes five too. I th- I think it's I think it'd be a lot like the Nets series last year with us. Like we could sweep them, but all four games are going to be insanely tight. You know, because um, the Heat always just play us super well. Um, Their shooters always play their best ball games against us, Um, and then Jimmy Butler is just different in the playoffs, and we got to be ready for that. I just think you know we got that extra guy, we got that depth that the Heat no longer have. Um, They have a weaker guard lineup with you know Gabe Vincent, Kyle Lowry, weak Um, as fuck. Like Tyler Tyler Hero is their best guard. Yeah. So I mean he's he's a good ball player, obviously, but. You know, this team isn't what they were a couple of years ago, even last year. Um, they ha- made an addition of Kevin Love at power forward, but that j- makes me feel better, honestly, <laughs> matchup against yeah. him. It makes me feel a yeah. lot better. Um, <laughs> Kevin Love's a bum. And then uh, with their injuries, I mean, they're expected to be healthy, but we'll see. Bam Adebayo has been, uh, uh, I mean, he, he's, he's been playing. He's listed at game time. Maybe they're just thinking about sending him out. Maybe he's a little sore. So it looks, it looks like the Heat are healthy. Yeah, I, li- I like us in a series against the Heat in five. Yeah, um, I, mean, I personally think we don't play no games. Like we said,
1: any first round matchup with those one through four teams,
0: I think. I think he can go four through six. Yeah, yeah, four to six games. Yeah, um, I don't see, I don't see any series going seven in the East currently, um, unless the Knicks are playing unbelievable ball. Yeah, that's only that really, yeah, that's the one. It's the only I one. So how about these second-round matchups? We we talked about uh, Milwaukee-Cleveland. If that happens, how about Boston-Philly? A lot of people are very skeptical on both sides and don't really know.
1: I'm probably taking Boston, but I think it's a seven-game series just because of Joel Embiid and the basketball he's playing, the level of basketball that he's been playing at. Um, I mean, it's just different. He's a different breed. You know, he averages 30-12-6. He's
0: unstoppable. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, Rob Will needs to be healthy for that series.
0: Oh, a hundred percent. I actually wouldn't say he's the biggest factor in a series like that. Like, obviously he plays the biggest piece, but like he's not he's not gonna be the one on Joel Embiid the entirety of the time, you know? Like we guard one through five yeah. and I mean, we he'll be rotate getting doubled. a lot. We switch a lot. Yeah. He's gonna be a big like double team backside guy. Like he'll be doubling from the baseline a lot. Um, he'll be protecting that rim when M doesn't have the ball. He'll be on him a lot. But outside of that, I think the assignment's going to go to Al Horford in a matchup like that more often than not because of how physical Horford can be. And we just like having Williams off the ball backside because yeah. um, that's where he plays his best defensively. So that's where I expect something like that. But I where that series would go, I don't know. I, th- I want to say it'd go six or seven games, you know, with the way we've been dominating Philly over these last few years, I get it we haven't matched up with him in the playoffs in, I want to say, three years now. Because two years ago, we got bounced in the first by Brooklyn because Jalen had wrist surgery, Robert Williams was out, Marcus Smart was out. We were banged up all across the board. So we lost that in five, got a rematch against them. Um, obviously, when Brooklyn, Milwaukee, Miami last year didn't see Philly, But more often than not, in the Jason Tatum era against Joel Embiid has been Boston all day long in playoff series. So we'll see if that changes. They have a great lineup across the board. I've been saying all year long they have one of the best rosters in basketball with Joel Embiid, James Harden, Tyrese Maxey, Tobias Harris. I mean, I think this team's going to be scary. I wouldn't be surprised if it goes six or seven. I don't know what number exactly. Um, I think we could probably get them done in six. Just because of us being able to get it done on both sides, but if James Harden is erupting for 40 ever with Joel Embiid, then look out. Like, I've like I'm. I don't think we're a cakewalk going up against Philly. Like that no. series can be scary. Yeah, like that one might have me uh, biting all my nails off. <laughs> yeah. Once that series comes, because it'll be it'll be interesting without a doubt. Um, all right. these series will, but. I mean, they're all going to be sweats, but that's all part of the playoffs. You got to you got to sweat for a few months. You got to sweat for a few months to get f- to the promised land, and that's that's what I'm looking for. Um, Cause you know, if I see Boston, Milwaukee, and, well, if that happens, are we going to a game? Are we dropping money? <laughs> Potentially, <laughs> if the t- tickets are cheap, like they always are in Milwaukee, like we get, I feel like we gotta. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what our v- vacation time is going to be looking like, but. Oh, yeah. I don't know. We're going to have to keep eyes on that.
1: <laughs> we will.
0: <laughs> without a doubt. Without a doubt. I mean, in Boston-Milwaukee series, are you taking Boston with me or are you uh, flipping the script and uh, going back to Milwaukee? You think it's their year? Probably going to take Milwaukee.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, they got Sierra.
1: they got bounced by the seas last year. Uh, I just don't. I mean, obviously it could happen again. But back-to-back years, they're fully healthy. Drew Holiday's playing the best basketball he he's ever played. You know, Giannis is still averaging 30, 10, and 10. Well, he's Giannis. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think it's Milwaukee and seven.
0: What what gets him over that edge? Giannis. I mean, you saw them get their ass kicked this past Thursday. Um, you see, we've been <laughs> outplaying them in the regular season. And I know, like I always say, regular season doesn't always matter. But what... Gives the Bucks the edge, or is it literally just Giannis? It's
1: Giannis. And I don't think they have a better point guard.
0: And Drew Holiday? Yes. And, like, Mark Smart? I yes. mean, that's fine. Yes. Um, I mean, I'd agree with that. But yeah, I feel like it's more of, like, you know, Drew Holiday, Grayson Allen, Chris Middleton against, you know, Smart, Brogdon, Derek White, Jalen Brown.
1: Yeah. You know? I mean, those – I don't want to call them role players because all those guys are great players, but those are the matchups that are going to matter. Cause you know, JT and the
0: Giannis are going to get their 30.
1: Yeah. You know, Jalen Brown's going to get his 25, 30. It's just, yeah. Whoever's, I feel like it's whoever. You
0: think Drew Holiday gets the assignment on you think He gets Brown or yeah. Yeah. I would think so too. You put Grayson Allen
1: on Marcus smart probably. Yeah. Or Chris Middleton. Cause it, the but thing Chris is- Middleton's a great defender too. Someone's gonna have to guard JT. Is it Giannis? It's probably,
0: um, it just depends on how our matchups are because you know they're they're probably playing Bobby Portis at the five or Brooke Lopez and Bobby Portis at the five, yeah. Um, so Giannis is consistently going to be playing the four like he always does. I feel like that's destined for a JT Giannis matchup, unless you know we're gonna have times during the game to where it's Rob, Al, and Tatum, so Tatum's playing the three. But I don't know if you put Giannis on Al Horford. I feel like you have to put him on the best player. So I feel like that's a matchup that's kind of written in the stars there and one that I would be incredibly excited to watch. Yeah. I mean, that's the biggest challenge you can get in the NBA right now, matchup with Giannis on DeCumpo. Yeah. So it's exciting. It's exciting. <laughs> I mean, I try not to, like, scream about it. And all that. But once the games start, I mean, it's over. It's over. Like, it's just a new animal will be out of me. So that's all I'm going to say. My finals team is Boston Phoenix. Is yours Milwaukee Phoenix? Yes. Yeah? Yeah. But if Phoenix doesn't make it out of the West,
1: I think it'll next be team? because they lose to, like, a Denver team or a Grizzlies team. It's one of those. I think it'll be... Grizzlies, Denver or
0: Phoenix. Most likely Phoenix if they can stay healthy. As of right now, last week I had my West teams as Denver, Phoenix, Memphis, Golden State. Yeah. So those are the four teams I can make the finals. I think I'm gonna leave Memphis in there, but I think I'm gonna take Denver out. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Cause they do. They have a they have, they have a, a tremendous team. Yeah. They have a tremendous team. It's crazy. And it's led by Nikola Jokic, but I just... Is it just because you've never seen him do anything in the playoffs? I think so. I just don't have the I mean, confidence, I think, they're not proving in this team to get it done. I don't think I have confidence in Jamal Murray. I don't think I have confidence in Aaron Gordon, MPJ. I really don't think I do. Like, I, I got I got Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, and Jordan Poole over those guys in a series. Like, Kevon Looney will do the dirty work. He'll do the best he can against Jokic, hopefully hold him to 20 and 15 (laughs) and seven assists. But, you know, if they're able to not let Denver extremely dominate them on the glass, I think they completely outshine Jokic and Murray and MPJ and Aaron Gordon. I mean, they're all great players, but until I see it in a dominantly consistent fashion from all of them, because you're going to need it from all of them, not just two of them one game Two of them another. You need it from all of them if they want to make it. Like that's what makes them so good is that all of them come at the same time. Yeah. That's what they need. And I feel like the reason why that doesn't always happen is because they don't all show up in the big moments together. They have to show up together. That's why I love basketball. It's a team sport. You can't just be one dominated player. It's why the Bucs didn't win the series last year. Yeah. I mean, yes, Drew Holiday was a huge help last year, but it was Giannis. It was Giannis all day long. That was the only reason it was tight. You gotta ha- it's, it's a team game, and Denver's got to find a way to play their best basketball and not choke in the playoffs. I don't know how else to say it. M- they've done it multiple times. But now it's time to change that script and get it done in the playoffs, and it'll be interesting. But as of right now, I don't, I don't think they can make it to the championship, especially with Phoenix in their way at the four seed, matching up against them in the second round. I mean that's that's tough. That's really tough. But I mean, how about I mean, I guess before we go away, there's got there's one more thing I got to talk about. You know it. I mean, it's it's the Masters (laughs) tradition, unlike any other. Um, You know, we talked about some some guys and who we thought were going to be favorites on the podcast last week. Um, I said Rom. I think you said Scotty. I think I'm sticking with Rom honestly because Scotty won it last year. Back-to-back would be kind of insane. It would be insane. (laughs) Um, I think for the Masters this year, starting this Thursday, I'm just hopping all over the Tiger Woods train. Um, (laughs) It's a bad train to hop on. You know, I'm all for watching greatness, watching the goats, um, and I love watching, you know, subpar golf. Um, And I think that's what we're going to see out of Tiger Woods this Masters tournament. (laughs) Um, Maybe I sprinkle five or ten on him to win it all, win me some big bucks, if he uh you know, pops the right amount of steroids in his body to feel good for yeah. a whole weekend. I bet
1: he'll shoot positive um, over the three days. Shoot positive. hundred oh, percent. I bet he shoots about. like eight over yeah. over the three days. Yeah.
0: oh well, so you think he makes the cut? No. So it's just two days then, no? Huh? Uh, yeah,
1: his first two days I'll probably shoot like seven, eight over.
0: Yeah. So he won't Maybe make more. the cut. Oh It's not promising. It's not what I wanted to hear. I mean, I, he shot, I was open for a two under. He shot his
1: worst Masters ever last year. Shot yeah, it was 13 over.
0: the last two year. days. Yeah, I mean, you're probably right. He's only getting I'm more. an optimist. Car so. crash
1: happened after that, too.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess all you can do is pray. <laughs> I don't
1: know. I'm not a Tiger Woods fan.
0: No, never have been?
1: Nope. Really? No, I think he's kind of a scumbag.
0: I'll allow that. <laughs> I think that's fair. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess we'll see who uh, wins the Masters next week, and maybe we'll talk about it. <laughs> uh, outside of that, thanks for listening to today's episode of Land House Sports, episode 25. We're well on our way, quarter century mark. Incredibly exciting stuff going on over here in Columbus, Ohio. Continuous thank you for uh, listening Week in and week out make sure to tune in next week as playoffs are going to be happening in the moment um you're not going to want to miss it we'll see you guys next week have a great week